crap. Did you forget to jump in? Yeah, I did. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. I have sitting next to me our sweet and sassy, sometimes salty showrunner, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. And next, later up in the show, we've got a special guest that you all are not going to want to miss. He's a good friend of mine and uh, I've known him for a really long time. And we're going to be talking things about hunting, guys. The season's over for a lot of you, and even it is for me. And what do we do now with our harvest? Some outside-the-box things, things that you may not be thinking of uh, that you can be doing with all that delicious wild game that's in your freezer. So stick around for that in the next segment when we call in our guest. Uh, Jeremy's not with us today. He is uh, out and about traveling, doing awesome things with the uh, Ram Truck people. So uh, ch- be sure to check out his stories and whatnot and uh, check out his page because he's got some cool stuff going on. Um, outside of that, honey, what are we, what are we sipping on? We are sipping on... Um my Dram January uh, submission. Oh. So since today is a, a recording day, um, I wanted, my choice was based on that, that I wanted to drink something that I know I might have more than one pour. So it's something that I wanted to be comfortable with, like comfortable, I didn't want to be like stingy. I'm not pulling out like a George T. Stag and I'm going to keep pouring drams or something. So it's something that is enjoyable throughout the show, but yet I'm not going to feel guilty making several uh, pours because it's readily available. And that is Maker's Mark 46. I love this pour. Uh, I love this pour for many reasons. One, the bottle's bougie. It looks good. It looks good sitting on your shelf. And two, this is a great gateway bourbon it is and that's you know what jeremy and I, jeremy and i have in common is this is kind of the um the bourbon that opened the door for our obsession and love for bourbon itself um you know it's got that super nostalgic red wax dripping down the bottle with the uh, maker's mark stamp on it uh it's a 94 proof uh and and cheers yeah cheers to that cheers here we go it's sweet that is it's so smooth good. And um, it's just, it's got a lot of flavor it's got a nice for some. little burn though, yeah, too. I like it. Okay. So that was, that's our pour for the night. But we're going to do what we always do, guys. We got to catch up. Yeah. So it's just, just the two of us again. It is just the two of us, but ironically, I've got so <laughs> much to bring up. So um, I've been cleaning out our pantries. I, you know, I've got the bug in me. And um, <laughs> this is so well, entertaining. I, well, no, no, it is entertaining <laughs> because. Uh, it's a new year. We're in 2022. So it's super easy to go through your pantry and look at the dates. Uh, uh-huh. You know, if you see 2021 on there, you know, you got to chuck it, you know, <laughs> or, you know, depending on the month, say, oh, see how much I can squeeze out of this one, i.e. the canned mandarins that I was snacking on a little Girl, earlier. You were, you, she, you, now, guys, she they was, were like fruit snacks. No, she was smashing these things. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, they um, they expired like January 1st or something like that. So I'm like, well, we got to go ahead and eat those up. But what I'm getting at, uh, a lot of times 
you, you plan your meals and you're going out to the grocery store and you get those things and you forget what you have in your pantry and it takes, you know, you digging through it and seeing what's in there. Right. Uh, you don't want to waste meals. So our friend Krista DeSocio, uh, I don't know if you guys have been following her. You need to go follow her at DeSocio in the kitchen. Uh, and there's underscores spacing out all of those words. Um, she has found it in herself. She's cleaned out her freezer and her pantry and she's getting creative no waste mm. and she's taking all these little ingredients and things that she's finding in there and coming up with these stellar meals and oh. i freaking love it like what like she's that. making um looks super super awesome so um i think i think we should talk about that too because you know okay. a lot of times you see something you're like oh well i can't i can't use that ingredient until i make yada 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 but Word. you can get creative well that's There's the thing no rules. well that's the thing too is, is you you were telling me i wanted to make a gumbo this weekend and you're like well don't buy nothing because I'm going through the pantry and I'm pretty sure we have almost everything we need. Just about everything that we need. Yeah, that's been stuffed in the back and hidden and right. all of that. So that's what I've been doing today. Oh, well, so I have um, something I haven't told you about yet. And oh, snap. it's, uh, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings. And um, was it something I did? Hmm. No. No. What? Yeah, well, anything okay. you did. Yeah, because you're mm. you're not slow to tell me if I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> You'd be sulking for a while. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. No, uh, so man, I am uh, for our listeners out there. I got two boys, and they like for dad to sing them a song. One's eight, one's five. Sing them a song before they go to bed at night. And mom. And, okay. and mom, they like us to do it. When dad's know? like really wore out of it, he's like, "All right, it's your turn." <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went up there uh, the other night. And uh, they wanted me to sing a song, so I started singing this song. It was a uh, Dave Barnes. Uh, it's called "A uh, Night Like This." Remember oh, that? Yeah. Okay. I do remember that. So I started singing that song, and I, I yeah, I love that song. And so I started getting the feel. I started putting a little soul into it a little bit. You little, know, a little trill, <laughs> maybe a little bit. But I mean, I, <laughs> so I sang the whole song, whatever, and I went through it. And then my youngest, Reed, my youngest, he freaking looks at me and goes, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> And I go, what? He goes, why are you singing like that? And I go, that's just how I sing. And he goes, no, you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, you freaking dick, <laughs> you little ass. That's a, well, no, I didn't say that. That's what I wanted to say he, to him. He's I mean, too, I, he is too cool for himself. I like, know. He, he gave me a complex. <laughs> I thought I sounded good. Well, that's like on Christmas Eve. We all, you know, we always go over to your parents' house and we wear like goofy Christmas outfits or whatever. And Reed's like. I'm not wearing Christmas pajamas. He he wanted to go in his jeans <laughs> and like his nice shirt. <laughs> My favorite is when Reed comes to you and goes, Mom, I really like it when you yeah. do your hair like this and you wear that. He does. Instead yeah. of the other way. Yeah, if I'm in my pajama pants and hoodie, which is like five out of seven days of the week, when I get my hair looking nice and my uh-huh. makeup on and, and a nice outfit, he'll he'll tell me. He's well, like, oh, he, I like it when you do your hair like that. But seriously, though, he's like, throw him down the stairs. That is so funny, my little baby. But yeah, he is super, super cool. So, so um, go some, ahead. Some may not say that. I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a cool kid. <laughs> so I was um, scrounging around the internet today, and uh, Taco Bell has a new subscription service that they're going to start. Huh. $10 a month, and you get a taco a day for 30 consecutive days. That's stupid. I'm going to spend $10, $10 on a taco? Oh, oh a month. Okay. Yeah, you can get one taco. Man. But this is the thing. I'll tell you, that public school really, really yeah, didn't, didn't go to college. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great university. It is. Um, so, yeah, you spend 10 bucks a month, and you can go to Taco Bell every day and get a taco. And they have several options that you can get. But, like, for me, I'm going to get more than one taco. I'm going to get, like, two tacos. Or I'm going to get, like, a Fiesta potato and a taco. Like, who it's goes one, and eats one taco? Nobody. They're driving traffic. Makes sense. Well, yeah, because you're going to go to pick up your free taco. Or mm-hmm. not your free taco, but your, your subscribed taco. And then you're going to buy more. You're going to buy a soda, which is, like, super, super huge markup. Mm-hmm. Profit. Yeah. So, yeah. Marketing genius. I know. Like, I guess we need to be doing that for, like, Reload. Hey, well, I don't know. Okay, here for we go. ninety nine dollars a month, you can get one <laughs> bottle of seasoning every day. Wait, wait a minute. No, I, that, that would screw us. Anyways, yeah, yeah it would. So uh, you were telling me um, earlier about something you want to talk about, and and you were kind of catching me up on a kind of a little crisis that happened with these winter storms coming that came through. Yeah, uh, here in the southeast, the one that hit up there in uh, northern Virginia. Yeah, northern Virginia um, on the I ninety five. I ninety five. This is wild. Yeah, the Virginia interstate. Um, I guess there was like a big semi uh, crash, and then uh, the road conditions got really really bad so they closed and and you hadn't heard of this until today so those of you have have not heard of this um on i-95 they had to close the interstate both ways uh so what that meant was and it's and there's some other stories that i'm going to tell you as well Mm -hmm. uh, what that meant were people were stuck in their cars on the interstate nowhere to go for 24 to 36 hours um the they couldn't go anywhere, so they were stuck, which means, okay, the temperatures are freezing. Freezing. And your car acts like a refrigerator. Yep. Um, people, you know, who has a full tank of gas, so people were running out of gas, which then meant they had no heat, they had no water, they had no food, if they weren't, you know, preppers or whatever. Word. Uh, where do you go to the bathroom for that long? I mean, people were having to... I mean, assuming pee outside their car, take dumps or whatever. I must say, pee's not the, as big of a deal as dropping a big old deuce out there on yeah. the side of the freeway. Yeah, and, and you know, there, there was one woman who was really concerned because she had two kids in her car, and um, they were getting really cold. They hadn't ate, and uh, luckily, I guess she had cried out for help or whatever, and an ambulance was able to let her and her two, and her two kids in there to kind of keep warm. Uh, another scenario, this girl said that she was... Um, she was dog sitting for her parents and uh, there was four dogs and they lost power. So she was like, well, I'm just going to drive 45 minutes to my house. She loads the four dogs up into her car and gets no. stuck on the interstate. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. See, and this is what's so crazy. This is why I always say I'd rather be look stupid being prepared yeah. than to look stupid not being prepared because crazy crap happens. It does. Yeah. And think about this. Like when me and you went to Florida for vacation, um, over the summer. Yeah. Uh, I grabbed a I grabbed a mini bug out bag, mm-hmm. which has just had fire stuff in it. It had emergency blankets in it, um, had uh, some like medication and things like 72 that. 72 hour. Had a knife. Food. Yeah. And I had a bag for 72 hours worth of food. Um, you, we had, we already, we already had a cooler in the car anyways for the trip. Uh, so we had waters and things like that. We always packed snacks and food, but we always had those things. We had, bl- and we had extra blankets in the car too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do that when we go on trips, but we're not doing that just for every day. You know, we hop on our interstate here and we're going to go see my parents and get stuck on the interstate. That's true. For a you're day right. Yeah. I mean, but again, though, this, I think this is why 
you know, somebody, you should keep a small amount of stuff like that in your car. I mean, is that, that thinking about being stuck on the freeway for 36 hours with nothing, no food, no water, no way to keep warm. I mean, that makes me, I mean, like my work truck, I've got, I always have a cooler full of, of water. Or yeah. Like that down there. Well, what's funny is there was this couple, they actually went viral on TikTok for this, but <clears throat> they were sitting in their car. I guess they had been like 37 hours since they had ate. Um, and they had seen that there was a bread truck up ahead of them. And so they called the bread company. They called the company of that truck and told them the situation. The company called that driver and said, you've got permission, pass out the bread. So he was able to pass out bread to like 50 different cars. And, are you uh, kidding me? So people are on the side of the road, like eating bread. Yeah. It doesn't matter, man. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. So that's freaking awesome. Take the cool? bread. Yeah. So he opens up his back. There's pictures of him. He opens up his back hatch and he's got, you know, Feed the, the crates of bread back there that, you know, he's probably doing his deliveries and stuff. So, yeah. uh, so that's pretty cool. But being the person that I am, mm-hmm. you know, hearing this situation, I've already got stuff on the way, <laughs> uh, you know, so, so as it is, you know, me being a nurse, I always have a CPR mask in my car. I've got a de-choker in my car. I've got a extensive first aid kit in my car. Um, I've got all that handled because I'm always fearful of not having what I need if I were to come, apart, uh, come upon an emergency or something like that. Not so much for ourselves, but coming upon one. Um, but like, I hadn't even thought about the things that you would need if this were to happen, just hopping on the interstate to go somewhere. So, so um, well, I want to say this um, for the situation right here. And this is not a plug or a sponsored ad, so just keep that in mind. But this is uh, Four Patriots. Yeah. That is a survival uh, food company. So they, they do like dehydrated foods and whatnot. They have these these bars. They're these lemon bars. And they are, they're called a, uh, like a, a meal and a Food bar. brick. Food brick or something yeah. like that. But they're these lemon cookies. Energy co- brick. They're lemon cookies, but they're about, I don't know, inch and a half thick. But- you can, people keep those in their car because they're not sensitive to the weather. So you can keep that in your car. I'm assuming as long as it's not under extreme heat. And that is something you can just leave in there all the time for those emergency yeah. situations, which yeah. I think we should get some of those. Yeah. Now, yeah. Cause it's high car. calorie, high calorie, you break off a piece and, and whatever. Yeah. It's but, a high protein, high mm-hmm. calorie dense bar that can just sustain you in a moment like that. That's yeah, so already in our go bags, I always have like little small, like one ounce packs of uh, beef jerky. I've got uh, those little peanut butter, Justin's peanut butter pouches um, for, you know, high protein snacks that, that last, you know, a year or so. Yeah. I've got all of those things, um, but that's something that we can throw in our car as well in our bag. So uh, Amazon's got a really good deal right now on some Molly bags, like some strapped Oh, yeah. Just enough to put a few things. So um, we're going to do some emergency blankets. Okay. Uh, you And this is something that I wouldn't have thought of, but in this situation, it would have been great, is fire starting stuff. Because on the yeah. side of the road, you could have started a fire. Word. And everybody could, which I guess you'd have to go and scrounge for wood and stuff like that. Well, I mean, okay, here's another hell, thing. Hell, the, the way that my car looks, you'd find <laughs> enough trash to burn for a day. Here's another thing. You could probably keep a hatchet. Or a, a collapsible handsaw mm-hmm. um, in in your and you probably look like a serial killer for doing so, but <laughs> but I mean you could do that. Well, multi multi purpose use for that would be um, in snowy conditions. You want to be able to uh, dig out your exhaust. Oh yeah, you don't want that covered up with snow or ice. Word. So you'd want to dig that that free. Telling you what, we need to do a whole podcast on this jazz. I know uh, toilet paper because my jazz is not dropping trowel. <laughs> On the side of the road without some TP. So you can rub your ass in the snow, baby. Yeah, no, so I've got that coming. Little 
toilet paper tubes that we can get. So all of these things are just something to think about. We can go into more uh, details at another time, but uh, yeah. it definitely got me thinking. For sure. So let's take a break because our guest is sending me pictures from down memory lane right now. So let's <laughs> let's take a, I'll take a break. And on the other side, I'm going to bring in our guest. His name is John Wallace. He is the called the Wild Game Cook on social media. You're not going to want to miss it, so stick around. We'll see you on the other side. What's up, y'all? If you're listening to this podcast, Podcast and you've not tried Reload Rub and Seasoning yet, man, you are doing a disservice to you and your food. Guys, at ReloadRub.com, we have everything you need to up your cooking game. You want to be a better barbecuer? ReloadRub.com. You want to be that badass at the tailgate? ReloadRub.com. Listen, if you're an outdoorsman and you want to show off your wild game culinary skills, ReloadRub.com has the stuff you need to do it. So right now, head to ReloadRub.com and use code TRP21 and you can get free shipping off your entire order, y'all. So grab all the seasoning that you need to be that badass in the kitchen or in the outdoors. Heck, while you're at it, grab you some swag too. ReloadRub.com. Head there right now. Use TRP21 and get everything you need for that cooking experience you deserve. All right, guys, so we are back from the break, and my good buddy, John, the Wild Game Cook, is on here with us. John, buddy, thank you for coming on. Hey, what's up, Joel and Stacy? Happy to be on. Good, man. So me and John, we've got a history. Uh, we've known each other since, like, the fruition of our IG accounts. Uh, I used to go as the home cooking hunter. He's always been the Wild Game Cook, but we were kind of the OG. At Wild Game Cook. At Wild Game yep. Cook, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of the OGs. I, I feel like, John, that me, you, and Jeremiah, which is from Field to Plate, were kind of the front runners for wild game recipes on on Instagram. I know we may not be the biggest accounts there now. Not but, anymore. But, but at, at the time, I feel like we were kind of the front. There wasn't a lot of people doing it. No, I agree. I've had a couple of people unsolicited tell us that, you know, like, uh, um, you know, there just wasn't a whole lot of people in that community. Now this community, the wild game cooking community, is one of the largest, oh. I think. Communities out there, so yeah, uh, and, and some yeah. and some women have uh, uh-huh. decided to make pages uh-huh. and uh, blow up, of course, because you know, a- absolutely, movies go far, 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 they go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> the girls go a long no, way. No. Yeah, I don't. No, you know what I'm saying, though. But the, like, yeah, there's sure. a oh. lot more people have came out, and then there's reels, and then there's algorithms and stuff like that. Where when you guys started, it was just basic. You put out what you liked. Everything was in chronological order on your uh, your timeline. It was just a lot more simpler on there. It was. It was a, it was a, a simpler time. That makes me feel, that makes me sound old. <laughs> but it was. Well, I, we are old. Number one, two. Mentally, I am definitely old school. I'm I'm not a dinosaur, but I'm just now trying to learn the reels. I'm not so much worried about the algorithms, but I'm trying to be cool with the the young cats. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a grind, man, trying to figure out what it is you can do with this. I still try to be pretty simple, though. Bro, Chacho. It's all what keeps your attention, though. Yeah, it is, for sure. I, I still haven't figured it out either. But, but, dude, you know, me and you, we've gone back. You know, you were. I was told the, uh, the, the people listening that you were texting me pictures before the break uh, going down memory lane. And uh, I got that picture of me and you on our, our dearlies, man. That was, such, that was so much fun, bringing like, you coming down and hunting. That was the first time me and you had ever like, met in person. Was. Sure, for sure. Uh, that was 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a work obligation down in Jonesboro, and I got a hold of you and said, hey, man, I think I can make a jaunt over there in no short order. 
And uh, still funny enough, I talk to uh, my friends, bring it up from time to time. Uh, but I've met a couple of people online and they're just like, you're going to get, you know, trafficked or like, you know, abducted one day. You're going to meet the wrong person. <laughs> here, it is, here it is. I go to this deer camp. I walk into this guy's house. I'm like the only one there, you know? And uh, it was just like, you got I pretty, you got pretty lips. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it the moment everybody started coming in. So uh, that was a really cool trip. And uh, probably the first time I'd ever met anyone online uh, through the wild game cooking stuff. And you know, we hit it off. So. Hell yeah, man. And then the next time we got to hunt together was through Camp Chef when they uh, flew us out to Texas for the, the turkey and the Audad hunt. Yep. Audad hogs, too. Shot my first hog on that trip. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty uh pretty eye-opening trip for me. I've never been around so much stickly and prickly stuff. I definitely was not dressed appropriately uh, with my Western, <laughs> my Midwestern garb. So uh <laughs> It was a different, it was a different animal though. But so needless to say, me and you, we, we go way back, man. And you know, I, you know, no matter how long it's been since we've talked or how long it's been since we've actually like seen each other, I consider you a good friend and family. And, um, I'm glad you're here because one thing I admire about you with your hunting is, you know, one, I feel like you are all in on hunting. You don't do it for any other thing, but strictly for the meat. If you get a nice big buck, that's fantastic but you're a meat man and you teach your kids to do the same thing. And you're very active in getting them out and doing those kind of activities. And things you've always told me is that wild game is that is a uh, staple in your household and you all eat more wild game than you do any kind of domestic. For sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot there that I'm very proud of. I, I enjoy taking the boys out. I was telling them recently uh, I've hunted deer for like 22 years. I've only killed four antlered deer my whole career. And uh, finally put a shoulder mount on the wall, and I shot a buck in 2018, just picked it up this year. Crazy enough, I picked it up with my son's deer that he shot last year. He'd been in the deer blind for all of an hour with a firearm and killed a 130 class 8 point. Oh, my gosh. And, That's beginner's luck. It, wasn't, it wasn't my intent, but he's been on so many skunkers, and he's been so, on so many doe hunts and just knows what it takes to get meat in the freezer. So they get it on a much bigger scale. Sure. And, uh, yeah, our protein is almost exclusively wild game. We buy chicken. Uh, occasionally we'll buy pork, but other than that, we just buy venison. So, or we don't buy venison, but yeah, yeah we just, yeah, we, we did all the time. We eat pheasant, ducks, geese. I have a lot of friends who don't eat the, you know, as much the waterfowl that they hunt. So they give me their extra or, you know, waterfowl. So I'm, I'm happy to take it most times. Yeah. yeah and that's a lot of times, you know, you said that a lot of people won't eat their water waterfowl or something like that that they that they hunt joel and i we get so much meat from people that love to go out hunting quail hunting um duck hunting uh, even rainbow trout fishing stuff like that mm -hmm. and they'll come to joel and be like i know that you guys love wild game and stuff i just love doing the sport here's the food and then we we end up with a hundred quail in our freezer or you know mm -hmm. a big giant bag of duck breasts and it's freaking awesome it is awesome it's awesome being that guy you know, because if they cooked it right, correct. You, yeah. You wouldn't have that would, resource. Anymore. They would realize yeah. how much gold they're passing off to the next person. For sure. Yeah. I get goose breasts from my buddy and I make them into pastrami is normally my go-to oh. and I'll normally make some and hold some back for the person that gave it to me. But I use those as landowner gifts for people. Let me hunt deer or whatever it may be. I use them for Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving holidays, you know, crowds, crowd pleasers, appetizers, whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I'm happy to be that person as long as they give it to me. I, I won't take anything that's typically like not clean, 
Um, I used to have a buddy like just give me a strap of ducks. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I used to take them, but if he gives them to me processed and, and skinned, like, hey, I'll take them. If they're breasted out and yeah. whatnot. And yeah. most of these guys that we're getting it from, they're like going to like these, what are they like guided things or, or yeah. places where they're filleting them out and getting I, everything I all got cleaned a bu- and ready I've for got it. a buddy, dude, that he, him and his, 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 his boys go quail hunting. And when they go, none of them eat the quail. So, but, know, but, the, but the guide service that, that they go with that they, they'll bring back 200, 300 quail, whatever out of this, out of this daggum place. And they're plucked vacuum sealed. They're ready, just all ready to rock and roll. He's like, you want this garbage bag full of quail? Yes, I do. Please bring it over here. You know, but that, that and that's one, one thing I wanted to have you on for is we're down to, you know, like I said, the end of most people's seasons and people got, they have a freezer full of meat. Hopefully they do. Um, what, like, I want to give people the opportunity, give you the opportunity to share some of, you have a lot of great recipes. You said you make pastrami out of goose breast. I would have never thought to do that. You know, the, what are some outside of the box things that, um, you do that you, um, you, th- uh, do you, you don't think it's a normal recipe that people would go to well, for instance just real quick before you answer that is um you know because i'm married to you and everybody knows that you make a lot of these dishes and you are an avid hunter i get told or asked a lot or messaged a lot that say hey i ended up with all this deer meat you know my husband hunts and stuff but i don't know what to do with it yeah so like you know and maybe this could be for another episode but what where would people start with stuff like that you know start with elaborate start with what like you know i've, I've got i've got all this in my freezer what, what do i make with this I got what do you. I do with this? So, Go ahead. John. I, I got a short answer. I got a short answer to that. And, and, you know, I own most of the best wild game cookbooks that there are. Um, I don't get them out of the closet or the, the cabinet very much, to be honest with you. One, uh, because I've either memorized a lot of recipes or we just simply know what we want. And we either have know how to make it with beef or chicken or some other domestic animal or we just go to Google and we find one that looks good, looks to our palate and what we like doing. And we just go from there. Like it's nothing fancy in our house. And I do like the cookbooks. And if, if when I like to do something fancy or impress somebody, I will whip one of those out and, you know, go from there. But um, so that, that to me, deer is just like beef. Just try not to overcook it. Chicken, uh, pheasant and quail are just like chicken. Try not to overcook it. Um, it's really not that difficult, but you also got to understand that you're not eating beef. You're not eating chicken. So your, your palate has to change a little bit. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, but other than that, that's where you try to mask it with either marinades or other flavors. And, um, you know, funny enough, like that's kind of how my page got started is most people just eat their wild game wrapped in bacon a lot of times, especially if they're newbies. But um, there's so much more out there than wrapping it in bacon. And if you look at my page, I mean, I don't post all the stuff we eat because there's sports games going on with the kids or there's all kinds of life happening. But like we're just eating regular meals. It just happens the main ingredient is venison rather than beef. Right. And I think that's where the misconception is because a lot of people say, oh, well, I've got, I've got venison in here. Like I need some kind of special for venison type meal. Like you see when people post recipes online and you know, the recipe says chicken and you know, chicken broth or whatever. And people say, oh, I don't like chicken broth. Can I use water instead or something like, yes, you, there's so much flexibility in uh, recipes and stuff. Venison is the same way. Now, what I think the hang up is with most people most people that aren't like you guys, they're getting meat from trophy hunters, guys that are only out there shooting 
for the trophies. So then big, big ruddy bucks. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, it's n- have your man or woman shoot the does. Nay, nay, baby. For sure. The, the other thing is, so there could be that, um, or they just have access to such quality meats. So they either grew up on a, on a beef farm or they know someone, so they buy beef. So they've got a freezer full of this, I don't say higher quality, but high, maybe better tasting if you, you know, sure if that suits you best. But I've got some friends that just beef is at the ready, porterhouses, ribeyes, et cetera. So I won't cook anything for him other than a really nice, beautifully reverse seared backstrap. Typically, I put a sauce on it or something, but like I'm not feeding him a marginal cut because I don't want him to think any less of venison than they already does. Mm-hmm. Um, they right. take their venison and mix it with the hogs they butcher. Um, hopefully, they're not listening to this because I don't think his wife knows that he does that. But <laughs> 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 so you know what you don't know won't hurt you. You know so. That's right. uh, anyways, yeah, people don't come over to my house too much more without realizing that they're probably not eating what they think they're eating. So, uh, I, but I, I tell you, man, there, there's something to be said. And I know we need to get into the meat of this, but there's just something to be said about properly, about knowing your protein and properly cooking, um, you know, your wild game. Like you said, you got to remember that you're cooking pheasant. You're not cooking chicken. So when you, when you have these proteins, so like the other night, man, I'm cooking um, the, the inner tenderloins. The fillets inside there. The tendies. The inner tendies. The inner tenderloins. <laughs> John hates that. John hates it being called that. Hey, uh, as long as you enjoy it, you eat it. They're right. tenderloins, and then you got back straps. Yeah. Well, that's a thing, but though with people with- but we lot, always call them inner you know, tendies. With a lot of hunters, they call the back straps, they think that is the, the, the tenderloin. Ten, the tenderloin. And, right. it's, and it's not. So I got to call them the inattendees so they, they know where it's coming from. So yeah, I was cooking some, the, the tenderloins in a cast iron skillet. I put magnum all over it, so a heavy granulated uh, seasoning. And I just had a bunch of butter in there, man. Just gave them a nice butter bath, all right? And it got to about 100 degrees. And I'm just, I've cooked it so much. Uh, you know, I can, can tell when it's starting to tighten up. And But I tested the internal temp and said 100. And typically with a, with a beef steak, that's raw. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll pull that sucker off and I'll let it rest, man. And it was absolutely perfect. So the flash points on this on wild game is way different than it is. I've run into that for sure. And I, but let me ask you if you agree with this. I always tell people if you like a medium rare, a medium rare steak, you need to cook your wild game to rare. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the temp, the yeah. temp, the temperature of rare, because the consistency is going to be yeah. that. Oh. Yeah, just take it down a level yeah. for whatever you cook, and I feel like that key, that's a good range to keep people in to make sure they're not turning it into shoot leather every time. Get that big sure. gray ring. And on that same note, whether it's uh, not overcooking it or it's cooking it long enough, right on the slow cuts. Word. Um, some. Wild game sometimes takes more time, right? And I'll credit you with this. And I, I still, I use this a lot, but wild game needs more TLC. Remember? You used to mm-hmm. always say that, just a little tender mm-hmm. level. Care, That's you right. Know? Like, you just can't slap it on the grill, you know, a pheasant leg or a turkey leg and grill it, smoke it for a couple hours and think it's going to be the same as domestic because you're going to be really let down a lot. So just, you got to, that's where, like, if someone says, you know, how do I cook this? I'll say, well, hopefully you kept the legs and on those, just do a different recipe. But for the breast, just do this, you know, so. 
Yeah, for sure, man. So give me an idea. Give me an idea of something that um, I, I know you do a lot. You take in so much wild game, and that's a that's a yet is your constant protein in the house. What is something? Let's go with venison because I think that's what a, most of our hunters out here that's what they're going to be cooking with. Um, give me some like outside of box recipe because most hunters they're going to be doing what spaghetti, uh, chili. chili uh, Jerky and, and burgers and, and steak and bur- maybe burgers. If they can, if they that's actually a harder thing to do making a deer burger than it, than it looks like. For sure, um, I will say that oftentimes this time of year too, whether you're full or not. But let's say you're full. A lot of times, what I'm trying to do is get rid of last year's stock first. Word. So if I've got 2020 deer or I've got 2020 small game, I'm trying to figure out what can I do to get rid of this as I don't say quickly as possible, but I need to get rid of that. Uh, so I'll jump back to the venison and this still applies to venison. But one thing that I had some success with last year, and if you recall, my Facebook page used to be called wild game creations. It wasn't linked mm-hmm. up in the same brand. And that's because I just take stuff and I, I realize or envision what I want. And then I just kind of make it, but um, I often just create stuff. And I took a bunch of squirrels from like, I think some of them were from 2017 last year. So they were like three seasons old some rabbits and I even had some leftover quail and I took them all out and I boned them out. I added 20% pork fat. I grinded it, added some kielbasa seasoning and made sausage. Oh, so, that sounds so good. It was small game sausage and it's probably one of the best things I've ever made. And it was even better thawing it out and reheating it. It had a good snap to it. And so oftentimes people say, you don't want to know how sausage is made. You know, you got ass or buttholes, <laughs> noses and whatever else you got in there. Peckers and lips, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to know, don't ask, you know, I, I do put deer hearts in my deer sausage or this year I put it in my ground meat, but like my father-in-law still says one of the best things I ever made was this deer sausage and 50% of it consisted of deer hearts. And so really, you don't eat your deer hearts like a, like a steak. No, I had a recent post on that too. Oh, I, uh, it was the, it was the kid, texture. Yeah, the kids love it. I, I could really mess it up. I mean, I'll look at my wife and go, hey, you don't you don't want to get in on this tonight. And <laughs> I'll, ring, I'll ring the dinner bell and I'll say, hey, kids. Joel says that all the time. We no, he doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I try to I get say in that all the time. She <laughs> says it to me in bed. You don't want to get in on this. Go yeah, on. So sorry, kids, dude. No, you're fine. The kids love it, though. Like, So, you know, they just, they love they love hearts. You know, they just do. And so I found, especially last year, again, I do keep them because I do know they're good and I want to like give them their props, but it's just not at the top of my list. Sure. So they oftentimes, like I built up like six of them last year because I had crazy enough, man. And you've probably seen it. The boys have killed nine deer the last two seasons. Okay. I've killed squadoosh, squadoosh. I haven't killed a deer since 2019. And, but I had all these hearts and I had hearts that my buddies would give my, my, my buddies have been giving me their deer tongues too. But I had all these hearts, so I took them, and I took some deer meat, uh, some off, like uh, they were like bottom rounds and such. The deer hearts, pork fat, high temp cheese, and made a cheese uh, deer heart broth. And it was phenomenal. And you you never would have known, you know, just like this time of year too is when I, is oftentimes when I make jerky from last year's stock. I don't make jerky from the deer we shot this year. Because if there is freezer burn or any of that sort of stuff, you can hide it in a, in a sausage or jerky. So that's, that's one way. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, who doesn't like jerky right after you kill a deer? But again, I've been blessed that I've, I've got a, a constant rotation. Uh, damn COVID, you know, the old lockdowns, they tried to uh, clean out my freezers because we were home and we were cooking and I was down to bare 
what do you say, bare nuts? I don't know what you say. Uh, <laughs> but we ate a lot. And uh, so luckily we replenished. But um, so that's one thing I would say for outside the box. And we can get into sausage making later. But um, I'll throw out a couple of things that I don't think are that far out of the box, but maybe people haven't been turned on to yet. You know, I know you like getting turned on over there. So hey, hit uh, me. <laughs> uh, I, I call this the dish of 2020 and people may not still be onto it, but I don't know how much you guys talk about Mississippi pot roast, but it mm. is so easy and it is so flavorful. We make it with chuck roast. Yep. Correct. And I've had it with chuck roast and it is amazing, but with deer, it's still good. And we've talked about our love for shanks over the years and I don't grind my shanks anymore. And for you all out there that haven't been keeping them and leaving them in the field, uh, shame, shame, shame on you. So shame, shame, keep those shanks. That's the only thing we use for roast about almost a hundred percent anymore. And we've, we bought a instant pot last year and it's like 45 minutes in the instant pot instead of one of these all day deals. Money. Um, I, I've posted a couple recent recipes on it, but it's like four ingredients. It's your venison, it's ranch mix, au jus packet, or I've seen some people use a French onion packet. It really doesn't matter. And then pepperoncinis, pepperoncinis. I'm not Italian. I don't know how to pronounce that, but you know, uh, <laughs> you did we, it we, use right. the, we use a little bit of the juice from that because the venison doesn't have the fat that beef has. So we add like a quarter cup of that juice. And then it's a stick of butter. Amen. And, and that stick of butter it, is pertinent because I forgot to throw that in once. And Joel was like, this doesn't taste as good it as was, it used to. It was dry. <laughs> so we we were new to the Instant Pot. Um, we, we seared it in ours and uh, ended up giving us this notice that it was burnt or something. We had to like tip, lift the lid off. So next time, we're just going to take them out, put the butter in that juice at the bottom, relay everything back in it. We've been doing that. We haven't had an issue. But, um, is that Mississippi Pot Roast? Uh, you could do bone in uh, a couple years ago. I got away from that because my freezers are so full. I'm not bragging. I'm just, you know, it is what it is, but they're so oh, full. I'm a great I got- so you take the <laughs> bone off your, you take the shank off the bone. I do. I, okay. cause I even bought a Sawzall for it. That's how I talked to my wife and they'll get me one of them four piece DeWalt sets was that Sawzall. But I, I just bone everything out now um, because right. it's just space. It doesn't do a flavor or nothing like that. I'm sure, you know, it adds flavor, but it's just space. Um, and there's always the cartilage and the icky stuff around the bones that my wife doesn't like grabbing onto. So, uh, you know, and I will say this, man, another pro tip, I'm pretty meticulous when it comes to like getting silver skin and fat and stuff off my mm-hmm. meat. And I've gotten away from some of that over the years. And each year it seems like I get away more and more from it because it's just not that big a deal, really. I mean, the obvious stuff, yes, get rid of, but specifically on shanks, they arguably could be some of the most silver skinned up pieces of meat, yeah. cartilage running through it. And when you take it out of the crock pot or out of the instant pot, there's not a piece of that that's not edible. Like it all just melts away to nothing. I've had 100% skeptics text me a picture and go, you were right. You know, are, you, I've cooking got a with, are you cooking liquid with it? Yeah. Just, just the butter. Like a Mississippi pot roast. Just the butter. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I thought we were talking about, about a different that. roast. No. Um, if you were doing shanks. Still apply, though. Okay. Yep. A shanks or any roast for that matter. If you do it low and slow in a crock pot or an instant pot, I think the same principle applies. I think all that stuff would melt away. Mm-hmm. So Dude, don't waste your time. Yeah. And man, I think that's, and especially the butter in that situation is that that is what's so pertinent in doing any type of roast, in my opinion, with wild game. Because you want to keep that fat in there. You know, when you do a uh, a chuck roast, that thing's chock full of it, and it's going to take care of itself. You know, so. Uh, we got, 
we went from bacon recipes to crock pot recipes and i wore those out too like i just i'm not a fan but looking back the butter was the missing component because it like it just zaps the moisture it'd fall it'd be fall apart it'd be fall apart and necessarily wouldn't be tender if right. that makes sense yes yeah and looking back the butter would be the pro tip you know adding a little bit of butter yeah. i don't know if you'd have to add a stick you know in a different recipe but in this recipe it doesn't really call for any liquid so the butter is the liquid and it's phenomenal um so there's that the other thing i had with just like a lot of people have deer burger in their freezers uh, whether again that's last year's stock or this year normally deer burger is the first thing that we run out of because we use it so much with the kids and we use it all the time but deer burgers are tough to make but something a little bit off of that and it's it's still the same principle but it seems a little fancier again you can drink your bush light with your pinky up hey man is like patty melts and again just google yes. the recipe for patty melt oh. find your recipe um salisbury steak my wife makes a pretty good salisbury steak i'll be the first to tell you She'll be the first taste. Not her recipe. She just goes on to Google, finds one that she likes, and we make it. Um, we have a thing here in the Midwest called Made Rights. It's like a loose meat burger. Uh, they're big in Iowa, but they're big here in Ohio, where I'm from, too. It's simply just a loose meat burger. Uh, and unlike a Sloppy Joe, there's really no seasoning other than salt and pepper. Uh, so we do that, and that's kind of an homage to a cool restaurant that's here by us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you have sausage, so when we make our ground, we've been buying breakfast sausage seasoning and making sausage at the house. And we have, you know, 20 to 30 percent pork fat. Um, and one of my favorite dishes is uh, instead of lasagna, we have a white winter lasagna. And I'm going to be coming out with that recipe uh, through Outdoor Edge Knives here in the next month or so. Uh, I'll give you all a little sneak peek. But hey. it's basically just it's uh, like a bechamel. That's a fancy word. But yeah. it's like uh, what you, your macaroni and cheese or it's just like flour and milk and whatnot. And that's your binder uh, instead of a red sauce. And then we add portobello mushrooms uh, as a big component of it with your sausage. Um, but it's just basically a white lasagna with white cheese on top and mushrooms and deer sausage and garlic and uh, Italian seasonings. It's oh, pretty sounds, simple. To that make. sounds so oh, good. But it's, fa- like it's, it's fancy. It sounds fancy. You know, it's a comfort food. My, one of my favorite like genres, or we call it food classes, is comfort food. Like I just love eating comfort food, but specifically in the wintertime when it's colder. So those are some you could do with your burger yeah, man. and with your steak. So we like eating steak, uh, but man, you, you can only, you can be staked out, you know? Um, and that's where getting into sausage making, like I mentioned, it expands what it is you can eat at your house rather than just steaks, roast, and ground, right? Yeah. But with steaks, you could try country fried or chicken fried. And I don't think I'm from the South enough to really know the difference between the two, other than maybe the color of the gravy and how, <laughs> how you dredge it. But we like both of them. Um, and so there's that. I do a smothered steak recipe. That's just kind of my own deal where it's breaded and topped with gravy and mushrooms and onions and garlic and whatever other whatever else you like. It's really good. Um, I think I'll save a couple others for later. But I, I those think- are just some things. I think, dude, one one recipe that I like that I think is outside the box that sounds fancy and sounds hard to do is venison schnitzel. To you know, it's a German dish. Oh my god! You know, you get that you get you can get that that um, mediocre cut, that sirloin cut, and you can you can cube it out tenderize and ten, it. tenderize it, get it nice and and, and thin, and uh, you know, fry rolling flour, egg wash it, and all that jazz, season it fry it and then you you know you mix mix you up a, a little bit of a it's a i can't i don't know it off the cuff but it's like a german style aioli like a little sauce that goes over the top of it horseradish horse, we use must like whole ground mustard 
And, yeah. You know. And and, and it, it it sounds fancy, you know what I mean? But it's so easy. It's just a, a thin... Well, you hear schnitzel or you hear it's a you know, really certain thin, things and you're like... <gasps> yeah, but it's a really thin country fried steak, but you're using a different sauce on top of it. And, you know, you get your whole other dish right there with it. So, for sure. And I, I've got another one on that same deal. Is uh, It's a Stacy Lynn Harris dish called scallopini. Yeah. And Venice scallopini sounds fancy as can be too. But really, it's just a cutlet like you talked about. Word. And, and you add a marsala wine and mushroom sauce over the top of it. And it's super easy. Sounds fancy. You got to have marsala wine on hand, which we've kind of just added to our regular regimen. We don't have a deep pantry full of ingredients, you know, Right. but Marsala wine or cooking wine is typically in our pantry now. So that dish is super simple and it's super flavorful to make. Um, and then the other thing too, is just Mexican food. So that always goes well with venison. Like everyone makes tacos. Tacos is probably one of my favorites, but just like flipping that upside down a little bit and making either enchiladas with either red or green sauce, right? Keep it fancy. And then you can do quesadillas. We, our kids love quesadillas. You can put anything inside of them. A burrito is just a packaged up taco. Um, crunch wraps. Um, I think that was kind of a trend there on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, a little hexagon looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, that or the tortilla where you like cut it in Pac-Man style, kind of like roll it over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Four, you put four different things on I haven't there. done that one yet. Yep, that's too fancy for me. Like it, I say it's, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Not- I, I get confused too easy. But I should do it because I think the kids would love it. And that's a big part of what we do. Like our, we have people over who, or I'll just be talking to them in conversation. They know I like to cook wild game and they ask what our kids think. I'm like, our kids don't even blink. You know, like if they are trying something new, we don't tell them it's beef or whatever. We tell them it's the deer I shot last week or we tell them it's whatever. Like they just don't know any different. When it comes to eating livers and hearts and you name it. Let's go. Like they're the first at the table. They're fighting over it. You know, I typically <laughs> tell my daughter first, you know, I tell her before the boys can come in and they destroy it. So now you have you had balls yet? I was just talking about that the other day. So I will say I personally have only killed, not that I, I am a equal opportunity button buck shooter if I don't know it's a button buck, but no, I have not. I just, not that I'm opposed to it. I definitely need to keep the next set, okay. but I did keep kidneys one year. And I had them in there, and I, I didn't do them justice. I, I didn't even try it. But <laughs> I need to get into and uh, the old testicles, the old uh, field oysters, or whatever you call them. Me too, homie. I had a set in there, and, and we were cleaning out our freezer, and it was they were three years old. And I'm like, if I'm gonna eat balls, they better be fresh. They need to be fresh. <laughs> I don't. I think Straight they off need the sack. I, I think they need to be fresh, not frozen. I have like a little thing. Again, I haven't killed many, but on my gut pile. I take that nice little package and I just set it right on top there for the coyotes. Well, you know, it's just right purse, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. like that's just some <laughs> jewels for them to come across. All right. Well, look, let's take a break real quick. And on the other side, I want to jump back into this. Uh, John, I want to talk about uh, a little more about you. I want to talk about Pheasants Forever, the uh, you know a, a foundation that you are a part of. So let's uh, let's take a break and we will talk about that more on the other side. We'll see you. Woo-wee! Boy, don't you wish sometimes you had a place that you could go and get the best meat every single time? Don't you hate going to the grocery store and having to sift through all the packages just looking for the perfect cut to serve to your guest? Well, guys, you ain't got to do that no more because of the TRP crew about to tell you about Haltman Family Meats. This place up here is out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and they have the best prime cuts you're ever going to get. You want fillets? Haltman Family Meat has got it. You want skirt steak? 
you want brisket, you want ribs, anything that you need to cook or barbecue, Haltman Family Meats can provide that for you, and the price is amazing, y'all. Not to mention, you can use code TRP21 and save 15% off already amazingly low prices. So guys, right now, head to HaltmanFamilyMeats.com and load up of all the best prime straight from the butcher cuts, never frozen, straight to your door. HaltmanFamilyMeats.com. Use code TRP21. All right, guys. So we are back from the break. We're going to jump right back into things. You know, John, I wanted to ask you this, and I wanted our listeners to hear this, because I think it would be kind of a cool way to round this wild game segment out, is to, uh, I want to know off the top of your head, if, you know, I'm not trying to put you on a spot, but off the top of your head, what are four dishes right here, and that you, these are kind of like uh, some dishes, well, let me just break it down. All right, so you got, I want to know your go-to dish. This is one, cook it all the time, it's easy, you know. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would want to know a first timer's dish. You got somebody coming over, they've never had venison. Or they're a naysayer. Or they're, I don't like, ah, I don't like. Yeah, it's just shoe leather. It's gamey. You don't want it's to. gamey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that gamey meat. Uh, so a dish for first timers. Then let's, uh, one for kids. Like, what, give me a dish you like to do that really gets kids wanting to try it, you know, that, that gets them, it's fun for the kids. And then last but not least, let's, uh, let's, let's impress. What's that fancy dish that just impresses people when you make it? So you drink your bush light with your pinkies up kind of dish. That's right. Yeah. Maybe break out the red wine if you need to. Ooh, I don't know, man. Now you, now you're talking dirty to me. All right. So my go-to dish has probably been no secret, uh, is just plain what I call traditional tacos, American traditional tacos, ground meat, lettuce, cheese, tomato, sour cream, taco sauce. And I'm a soft shell guy. I Me don't too, buddy. There, but I'm a soft shell guy. I warm them up in a pan. This is a pro tip. I cannot stand being served a taco where the shell comes right out of the packaging and they put the taco <laughs> in front of it. Like put it in a, a skillet with either a little bit of oil or no oil, but warm that tortilla up and get it nice and flexible. Uh, I like the La Banderita brand. It seems to be the most authentic to me and less doughy, less floury. You really type. nailed that too. La Banderita. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that's my go-to dish. We, again, you were talking about a dish that I make and I don't post. It is tacos because you would, I would lose followers over the amount of times I would post it. Is so that a, like it, a once a week thing? It's just about because we made it this week, but we made it a, the day before. My wife can make it or I make it at night. We put it in the fridge, and then we've got sports or whatever. The next day, we warm up the meat. We warm up the tortillas, and, and life's good. So, so you, is it ground tacos, or are you a – Correct. Okay, so you, you ever do steak I, tacos? I don't, no, I do heart tacos. I've done that a time uh-huh. or two. I'll put – but typically, I, I don't I, – I love traditional ground meat tacos. It's nostalgia for me. Like, I grew up eating them. Yeah. Um, so, it's – like I get sick eating so many tacos on those nights. <laughs> so we talked earlier. There's a Taco Bell subscription coming out, ten dollars a month. You get a taco a day. I'm gonna buy that for John. John, I'm you need to have you your own taco <laughs> taco subscription. <laughs> they are a they are notorious for serving cold, uncooked tortilla shells and, and mush soft meat. tacos. I like their gorditas. I like. I don't mind mush meat. I, I try to make my tacos mush meat too when I make them. But I like their gordita shells or pita shells, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but 
I'm not a soft tacos Taco Bell fan. I actually eat hard tacos at Taco Bell because they're oh. so. Right, so no, note to self: John is bougie about his tortillas. But, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Sure, I've, I've eaten a lot of them, and so like I'll give those tortillas to the kids. You know, they don't know no different. Yeah, their palate is not as refined as mine. But uh, <laughs> my, on, a, on, a, on a side note, my wife will take both heels of the bread and turn them inside out and feed them to the kids like they never existed. And savage. I think that's just like, She's a savage. It's torture. I'm calling CPS. I just saw that video. I'm thug life. CPS. Thug life where the sunglasses like flip onto her face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're going to eat it, you know. Uh, but I do have and I do enjoy Taco Bell Verde sauce, which they no longer sell in the stores, but they sell either at Aldi or I think my wife found it somewhere else recently. So right. we do have the Verde sauce. So kids go to to get kids involved is everybody's favorite pizza. And to make it easy if you're not again bougie and have to have your own uh, homemade dough is you either buy the bobily like pre-made pizza crust and you just buy all the ingredients and you know what your kids like or don't like but you know you've got mushrooms and deer meat and or you could have pheasant breast or whatever um but they can make smiley faces with their ingredients you know it's whatever because if they make it chances are they're going to own it and they're going to eat it um so let them go to town Get a little fake apron or a little chef hat, whatever you want. But pizza, you could easily incorporate any wild game that you would normally incorporate, whatever it is else you like on your pizza. An alternative and what my favorite is, especially in the summertime, this is a summertime dish more so, is what we call tortilla pizzas. So we take those same. Really love those soft tortillas. (laughs) You don't even know. We almost have stock probably. And my kids, my my middle son eats cheese roll-ups every day at school. Like he's the same kid, packs the same shit every day. And it's a cheese cheese roll-up. He puts uh, shredded cheese, melts it in the microwave, sprinkles some hot sauce on it, rolls it up, eats it cold at school every day. And uh, like they they just eat cheese roll-ups, they call them. So, So easy. I don't. I don't know if John yeah, it, would, would. If 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 we had had the Wallace family down here, I don't know if John would be accept our mission flour tortillas. I like the lavenderita ones I know. too. I'll, I mean, he'd be like, get those 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 nasty mission tacos out of my face. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, uh, I will be honest. I'm an honest man. Uh, they they are very doughy for me. You got if you haven't had the lavenderita ones, you got to have them. They're, they're what? Uh, well, we have a, a, a t- um, kind of like a Chipotle style restaurant here called Hothead Burrito. And that's what they use. It's just a, it's a thinner we tortilla and it, 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 yeah, they're good. So, um, but the, the, use those same tortillas, red sauce is, uh, you know, the original, but you take your cast iron skillet or if you have your camp chef, like you and I, we have the artisan oven yep. and uh, so you can like pre-cook it in there, get that bottom kind of a little bit toasty. We put a little kosher salt on the bottom to give you a little bit of salt, Ooh, but it also like allows that. it to not stick. Um, so if, but if you do it in the house, like this time of year, in your cast iron, just put like a little bit of olive oil in there, like a, a nickel size. Yeah. Spread your tortilla around. Let it get a little warmed up. Um, take it out. Salt the bottom of your cutting board. Put that somewhat wet tortilla on that cutting board. Spread around your red sauce. Don't do it too much, right? A little go. You ever been to a fancy pizza place? You know? Yeah. A little sauce goes a long way. And then mozzarella cheese. And then in the summertime, we grow basil in our garden. So I go out, we get fresh basil. You rip that up, uh, and that's it. Cheese, basil, and sauce for me. Now, again, if you want pepperoni or sausage or deer sausage or whatever it is, you got those options. You think about like a, little, like a, barbecue, a little mini barbecue pizza. Put some, that, some yeah. pheasant on there or something, some turkey. Yeah. yeah. Do barbecue sauce instead of red sauce. Or if you had Alfredo sauce out of a jar, you know, like 
a lot of what we eat is either out of a can or a jar, right? Like it just is at our house. Yeah. So if you got if you got Alfredo sauce, use Alfredo sauce. Then I would go more of like a mushroom garlic pheasant type combination. But again, your kids can pick the simple stuff that they like, and the mom and dad or whoever can make you know bougie pizza if they want. We've done um, it with olive oil and uh, minced garlic as the sauce. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and just put that in the oven to melt the cheese, pull it out, cut it. And let it cool off. And like, it's just like real light. You could eat probably two of them, maybe. I mean, depending on, I use, we use like a little, I think they're technically called soft taco size. There's like yeah. mini taco, taco burrito. I think we use a soft taco size, about eight inches or something. So, but that, that's a go-to dish to get kids involved. Our kids love it. I love it. It's quick. Um, like you can make them super quick. We use fresh sliced tomatoes in addition to the red sauce. Cause again, during the summer, when you got your garden, we use thin sliced because it can get real wet if you don't watch it like it can get real doughy uh not doughy but soggy, soggy. yeah so Sorry. i don't i don't care if it's soggy so me either bro. except for soggy fries at mcdonald's i'm a soggy fry eater. oh I get, you, I get you're an animal I for that but no. salty and salty fries that's where i'm at don't give me no hot fresh stuff <laughs> we'll, we'll talk don't about overcook that. those we'll, things we'll talk about that off air that's nasty uh first timer <laughs> yeah hit me first with that. timer this I already talked about it earlier. Uh, this probably wouldn't have been top of the list before, but I don't care. But Mississippi pot roast is so flavorful. Uh, yeah. The butter and that rich and the au jus just cover the, the taste. It's tender. Uh, I highly recommend shanks over any other roast because I believe that the shanks are just more tender than other cuts. But you could totally use – I would use probably sirloin tip or the football roast next. Um, and I would use like top round or bottom round in that order following that but i would use shanks first and sirloin tip number two would be my two low and slow dishes uh roast to use and then for fancy we typically do this either for christmas or for new year's um and it's either hank shaw's steak diane recipe which is incredibly good all this is reverse seared backstrap with a fancy steak sauce um Mm. steak diane sauce and the it's really pretty to look at to be honest and it's you do got to go out and we have brandy in our house. Like I'm not a big bourbon or brandy drinker. And I know you all are, but I have brandy in my house almost at all times because of this dish. The goose pastrami dish calls for brandy. Really? Um, so, yep. Steak Diane is good. And it's a lot of flavors you wouldn't think go together. Worcestershire, uh, Dijon mustard, uh, shallots, shallots. Uh, you know, it's about the only time we ever have shallots in our house. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a little fancy. You got to go to the store. You got to get fresh um, chives or basil uh, i think we do normally do basil for that dish you can use a couple different herbs but that's a fancy one but i will also throw in venison wellington right so like beef wellington with oh, the puff yeah. pastry yeah yeah the, the duck cell which is the mushrooms the prosciutto i mean it's it's they're not everything about that dish screams fancy um and it's not hard to make but it is step intensive you got to make something put it in the fridge to cool make something put it in the fridge to cool again looks super pretty we break out like the holiday dishes for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, what so what, those are what two cut? That, what what cut? I've never made the venison Wellington. What cut would you use for that? No question. Uh, for a whitetail, I would use backstrap for both of those. Uh-huh. Um, if it was elk, which I have not been privy to elk uh, much of my wild game eating career, I had at one time. But if you had an elk tenderloin, which is larger, has more substance to it, um, I would totally use elk tenderloin um, definitely because hell the elk elk's the size of a damn cow 
about the size of my forearm. You know, <laughs> that's a tenderloin. I had a, I had a piece of a tenderloin one time, and it was like a third of it, and it was honest to God like the size of my my forearm. That's crazy. But um, our other co-host that's not here tonight, um, he just over the Christmas holiday made um, tomahawk Wellington. He took a tomahawk ribeye. ribeye and did the duck cell and had a the, big dino the, bone hanging the out lattice the back cutter of it. for his um you know the puff pastry and it turned out amazing like oh we didn't try it but like he cooked it perfectly uh, like a perfect medium rare so well, I like that man that that's that's good I mean the uh, everything you listed off here and I think when you were talking about the Diane sauce I think making really good sauces if if you are uh, wanting to up your wild game cooking. Getting into good sauces, I think, would is something that would really impress people because sauce on wild game really accentuates that the dish. It helps it a lot, sure. out a lot. I, I would say another. Uh, I don't say a pet peeve of mine, but just something I think people are either too stubborn, mostly the hunter too stubborn to really appreciate or understand. I, I don't. My point is, I am not opposed to putting a one steak sauce on a perfectly cooked backstrap if I'm in the mood for a one steak sauce, but you know, in regards to like steak Diane sauce, or there's also another uh, classic steak sauce called Cumberland sauce. Like there's always, you're, you're right. I mean, for the people that say, if you did it right, you don't need sauce. One, don't tell me. Number two, <laughs> listen here, buddy. Then's fighting words. Venison isn't, venison isn't uh, a, a fatty cut of beef, you know, like it does need a little help from time to time. And yeah. it's not to say that I don't mess up and overcook or miss season a steak from time to time. And, you not know, I'm not, well, Just I like could it. overcook it. That doesn't help me with cooking. <laughs> as you know, I use, I use either Magnum or that uh, house divided 4.0 is my, my go-to. Um, but sometimes you, you, sometimes I'll read a thermometer. We talked about this earlier and I'll be kind of bamboozled rather than trust my, my instinct. And it'll just be overcooked. So oftentimes I won't go straight A1. I will use the pan drippings or in a sense the drippings that are either on the pan or on the cutting board. And I'll put the A1 in that and emulsify it or swish it around. Yeah. And I put it on the on the table and everyone's kind of like family style, just picking their meat off of the cutting board yeah. and like dipping it in the pan sauce. And we do that. And my kids don't even miss a beat. I'm really proud of that because one, they don't mind red meat. My wife grew up not eating like, medium rare meat everything was always well done medium well and like sometimes i'll cook something a little too rare for me i'll give it to the kids they don't even question it they just de- um, they just devour it i'll tell you a pro tip brother um is whenever i overcook any venison i will heat up a little ramekin of butter i'll get some nice warm butter and uh, i'll slice that stuff up real like thinner than i would normally probably you know uh about quarter inch thick and then I'll pour that I'll pour that butter over the top of the nice warm butter, and that gives it a little bit of fat, a little creaminess to it to kind of offset oh, yeah. some of the dry meat that's in there. Yeah, if, but if you're serving me a buck or a male deer, I mean, it, she it can, better have some A1 sauce on it, bro. She can, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that either. Hey, man, you maybe you can change your mind because I can. Taste I don't. It. I don't mind it. I've put buck meat in chili, and she goes and not t- not even tell not her, tell me. and she sniffs it out, man. She I can just, taste it. I taste it, but I think I'm a super taster. It's a, it's a superpower. You're a refined talent. Hey. A refined talent. Uh, chef's kiss. That's right. She's a bougie bitch. <laughs> hey. <it>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So 
Uh, let's let's get out of this segment. Let's roll straight into the segment that uh, we do every single week at the end of the podcast. It's a segment we call Reload Recommends. Let's jump straight in, y'all. <laughs> y'all so let's roll straight into this thing we got reload recommends we recommend things to you that are cool and badass with that being said let's start things off with stace roll things off with me and then we're gonna end things with our guest mr john wallace so stace what you got girl all right this week for reload reload recommends um i'm bringing to you a vr game what? So our kids uh, recently got those virtual reality, those Oculus uh, virtual reality sets, which, you know, I've never thought anything of them. You know, wow, they wanted those for Christmas. Put that jazz on, and it's wild. It is absolutely wild. Um, our kids got this game called Beat Saber, and I always, back in the day before I met Joel, super, super into Guitar Hero. I love music. Uh-huh. I love hand-eye coordination. So Beat Saber is kind of that same concept. Things are flying at you in this virtual world. There's arrows that say, yeah, arrows that say diagonal. John's on it. So you have like one color in your right hand saber, one color in your left hand saber, and it these different colored blocks come at you. If it's a circle, you hit it. If it's like a square with an arrow to the right, you have to slash it that way. So you're flying your arms everywhere and all around, and it's an amazing workout, but at the same time, you've got like some sick beats, you got dubstep, you've got rap and hip hop, and you're just jamming with your headset on, flicking your arms everywhere. I feel like an absolute badass. I love it. Beat Saber, (laughs) go ahead and buy it if your kids have a VR set. When they go to bed, you're gonna make sure that thing's on the charger because you're gonna wanna hit it when they go to school. Oh, shoot, I'll tell you what, I will will say, uh, I was hesitant getting those those VRs because my kids they like the game and stuff. And but I will say this, I see them they where they used to be a couch potato sitting in front of that uh, Xbox. Now they're coming downstairs and they're sweaty as hell. They're red. I'll red go upstairs faced. and they'll be like flipping their arms like they've been like they're. I'm like, are you swimming? And like, yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. I'm a gorilla. Fighting. I'm playing tag. Yeah. So, so it's pretty cool. All right. So for my recommendation this week, I got a show um, on, it's on Paramount. So everyone knows about the show Yellowstone, y'all. And I love that show. I've watched all the seasons. But the new show that's out that is a precursor to Yellowstone is 1883. It's got my boy, Tim McGraw, and his lady, Faith Hill. They are the main stars in there. Well, what sucked me in was Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah, Sam Elliott. Oh. He's a... He's, he's awesome, bro. I, I arguably named my middle kid after him. So, uh, from Roadhouse, way yes. here. Yes! <laughs> I tell my wife that all the time. But, yeah, so... My to, little son's named after uh, Wade Garrett. When you when you go and let him watch Roadhouse, say, "Son, <laughs> yeah. this is the inspiration." Oh, rips buddy. that guy's heart out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a clean version out because I think there's a titty that comes out at some there's, point. Uh, in that there's, deal, there's a couple. Dozen. I think there's a couple a, a dozen. No, he don't rip the heart out. He well, rips the I, throat out. But yeah, that, that's Patrick Swayze though. Yeah. But right. I think that's coming back on a reboot. Did I not see that? What? I think Roadhouse is coming back on a. I swear, I saw that. You have to Google it. I, I just, I'm I, telling you, I, I saw that. We'll be looking. We'll be looking it's for coming back. That. But 1883, it is about the Duttons and how uh, it's the original Dutton, John Dutton, and how he, you know, got his the land that the John Dutton of now fights for. I think his name is James. And and is it? I think so. Okay, whatever. It's a Dutton, and he gets some land. It's not as strong as John. You know. 
That, no, John, John's a strong That's name. a strong biblical name, buddy. <laughs> so, 1883, check it out. You won't regret it. It's a fantastic show. So, John, what you got, my man? I'm going to go with a field product, uh, something that's really helped me and my boys, more so my boys this year, and that's the Primo's Trigger Stick, but the oh. Tripod. So, I will tell you this. I've owned the Monopod, the Bipod, and the Tripod. It's because I've been a tight ass every time. Um, I didn't want to spend the money for the tripod, and we did it this year uh, out of necessity. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to Missouri for a trip and forgot the bipod, so we bought it, and uh, it just makes them so steady with either their firearm or their crossbow. It's a game changer. So uh, Primo's trigger stick tripod, the short version, because we use it in yes. the ground blind. So yes. this would be more for ground blind and turkey hunting. Now, do you have that? I had the prim- I used to have the Primo <clears throat> bipod. And I got one that was, I got the taller version and I regretted it because when I'm in the ground black, I spread the legs out so far. It, yeah, you couldn't, it was everywhere. Yeah, I got spread, I spread the legs, baby, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yes. The that, tri- short, that short version is a game changer. It is. And for kids, the tripod is more stable uh, as well. Yeah. So, but they can, I just think there's, there's more expensive ones out there, uh, different brands. But from what I've seen, being able to pull that trigger and go up and down as quickly as you can. Word. It's where it's at. It's instant adjustment, man. I stay so round us out with Reload Recommends music. All right. So on uh, Spotify, we have a playlist called Reload Recommends. Make sure you go over there and follow it. Today's entry for that is a song by a 2015 single by Norwegian DJ Matoma. It's a club remix of the 2007 song I Want That Old Thing Back by Notorious B.I.G. with yes. Ja Rule and Ralph Tresvent. So this is <laughs> Old Thing Back. Similar to the Driller in Manila Honeys call me bigger, the condom filler Whether it's stiff tongue or stiff dick Biggie squeeze it to make shit fit Now check this shit, I got the pack of Rough Riders In the back of the Pathfinder You know the epilogue by James Todd Smith, I get swift with the lyrical gift Hit you with the dick, make your kidney shift Here we go, here we go But I'm not domino I got the funk flow to make your drawers drop slow So recognize the dick size in these Carcanai jeans, I wear 13's Know what I mean? I fuck around and hit you with the Hennessy dick, mess around and go blind, don't get to see shit. The next battle. Alright, so I absolutely love this song, but I do have to warn you the lyrics are pretty racy. When you actually go back and listen to the lyrics no one and read the lyrics. them, they are really, really bad. A lot of <laughs> D-I-C-K things in there, but it's such a great vibe. No, that song, it, it it's it's weird. It, that's a song I want to just get in like a boat and ride and drink bush lattes. <laughs> well, I heard but I heard a uh, bad boy in there. That that era of bad boy. I guess that was 2015. But I guess the original version, bad boy. That was that whole summertime vibe. All that. Yeah, it was. Mace and for real. Man. And, yeah, and then Jaw Rule comes in there, and you're baby, like, baby. he goes, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right, if y'all haven't checked it out already, you need to go and subscribe on Spotify to the Reload Recommends playlist. We have hours of, we got, what is it, six hours of music now? Heck, you can cook you, you know, two or three racks of ribs in that time frame. So check it out. Reload Recommends on Spotify. You won't regret it. Lots of good chill billy and modern music so check it out and we're down to the end of the podcast john bro listen man i gotta have you back on if you will come do it sometime 
Uh, Stacy's got a list of stuff here written down, future yep. episodes, things we want to pick your brain about. We would love for you to contribute your knowledge to. You do. You bring a whole plethora of knowledge, and I could talk to you forever about hunting and wild game. You know, we're, we're kindred spirits in that aspect. But tell everybody real quick where they can find you. And I also want you to hit a little bit on, because you, you work for Pheasants Forever, and I want you to tell people what that is, because it's a great organization, and um, I want to maybe tell them how they can donate or, or whatnot. Sure. Appreciate it. I love being on. I'll most certainly come back and uh, spend time with y'all. Um, you can find me at Wild Game Cook on Instagram or the Wild Game Cook on Facebook. Um, and so appreciate you following along there. And as far as um, where I work, I've worked for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever for 12 years next month in different capacities. And we're a Habitat nonprofit, uh, 501c3, based in Minnesota, but we've got chapters all over the country. And uh, we're all about putting Habitat back on the landscape, getting people back in the outdoors. So kids, mm-hmm. women, but also onset adult hunters. So people just never hunted before. It's a pretty cool experience introducing someone to the outdoors. Uh, so we do that. And then we advocate in Washington for uh, different you know, federal programs to make sure landowners can put conservation out. And our website is pheasantsforever.org or quailforever.org. And uh, you can probably find my, my work contact information on there, too, if you uh, want to make a donation or you want uh, to get in touch with someone in your state, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know that you uh, heard me on here or just reach out to your local contact. But appreciate you letting me plug that. Absolutely, my friend. We're going to definitely have you back on soon. Thank you for coming on. And guys, like we always say, we thank you all for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed every minute of this and our time with John. Um, if you ever have any questions, you can hit us all up on our social medias. I am That Reload Life. My Stacy over here is That Reload Wife. You can hit us up at Reload Rub too. And as always, guys, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. And also, leave us that five-star review. That will be keep doing what we do we love you guys we'll see you on the next show see you next tuesday this podcast is brought to you by reload rub and seasoning head to reloadrub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends perfect for amping up your next meal no msg clean ingredients and a portion of every sale is donated to hungry heroes serving those who serve others So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today.